welcome to Charity Chat. I'm your host, Samuel Davies. I'm delighted that this episode is brought to you by our platinum sponsor, Charity People. In this episode, I speak with Joe Burnett, contributing editor of Sophie. We speak about what Sophie is and how it has been supporting the charity sector by showcasing inspirational ideas for many years. In the challenging times that we all live in right now, we could certainly do with a reminder of how fundraising and charities themselves have helped to make positive change to the world for a very long time. Joe is both knowledgeable and passionate about the subject of fundraising and the work of charities, and he and his colleagues at Sophie have a keen eye for inspirational stories. So sit back and have a listen to Joe Burnett and I speaking about Sophie and inspiring fundraisers. I'm delighted to be joined by Joe Burnett, contributing editor of Sophie. Hello, Joe. How are you doing? Hello, Sam. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Joe. It's been a tricky year, of course, as it has for everybody, but it's September 2020. The sun is shining, and uh, I'm delighted to be here with you today. Um, perhaps we can start by uh, telling the listeners um, a little bit about you and about Sophie and what Sophie actually is. So, Sophie is a foundation. Um, a registered charity. We're the uh, showcase of fundraising, innovation and inspiration. So what we, the way I like to think about it is that we're an online museum, um, art gallery, as, as if you will, of fundraising um, excellence. So we compile case studies, articles, thought pieces, um, uh, radio recordings or podcast recordings more likely um, of the best of fundraising from around the world and throughout history. So we have, and it's basically a way of looking at fundraising uh, historically, all the way up to to the modern era in term and and recording and celebrating the milestones of fundraising. So uh, whether that's direct mail, face to face fundraising, uh, and then of course the groundbreaking campaigns that really transform the way charities raise money so yeah we're kind of a celebration um and we are a completely free repository so people can just log on to www.sofi.org and can find a treasure trove of the best fundraising campaigns the best fundraising opinions the best tutorials in fundraising and all at the click of a mouse. You talk about being a, sort of a museum, but how far back do you actually go? Is it, uh, are we talking kind of turn of the century or beyond? Oh, way back, way back to antiquity, actually. Um, we have campaigns from biblical times. So it's quite, yeah, quite incredible to think how long as a, uh, as a, as a species, I guess, we have been r- raising money for good causes. And uh, so, yeah, we have campaigns from way back into biblical times, Roman times. Uh, we have campaigns from the Middle Ages, campaigns from uh, then, of course, the big explosion, which was the, Victor- the Victorian era of philanthropy. So there's an enormous amount from there. And we have stuff all the way up until I think our most recent campaign was about two months ago. So um, 
yeah it's the it's the it's the whole history and it's from around the world so you know we've got campaigns from the united states canada uk which probably makes sense but europe um, mainland europe we've got campaigns from africa we've got campaigns from asia and of course from down under as well australia new zealand so that it's very much as as big a picture as we can get of just the the best fundraising um out there from history and across the world and what is it do you think that listeners to this uh, podcast can actually uh, take from uh, looking at the stories and the information on Sophie? How can it help them to help their causes and to help the beneficiaries their causes support? Well, I think one of the main unofficial slogans that I like the most when it comes to how we talk about Sophie and how we put Sophie out there is that no fundraiser should ever feel alone. Fundraising is a is a very broad um, profession. There's lots of discussions around, there's lots of information, there are lots of campaigns. What Sophie does is it takes the best and it collates the voices of those who are the most experienced in the field, who have have got proven track records. And it's also a space for the new innovators, the people who have captured the zeitgeist, people who have um, tapped into new technologies and are showing results. So what Sophie does is that if, um, the favorite example for me is if you are a young, new fundraiser, perhaps in a small organization on your own, Sophie exists for you to be able to go, this is what works. This is what has worked in the past. Obviously cross-reference with how things are done within that person's own organization, but it's there. And it's everything from how to write a brilliant thank you letter all the way up to how to manage a cross-platform campaign. So it's all there and it's all easily accessible. Um, and it, and again, it's just drawing from so much, so much experience that it's somewhere for fundraisers to go with to learn what works, what doesn't, what should be avoided and what should be celebrated and tapped into. One of the things I really like about the uh, Sophie um, website and looking at the Sophie website for quite a few hours uh, is that it really shows you that a lot of the campaigns throughout history have made a big impact on the world that we see around us today, really positive impact over many, many years. And uh, there's also a very intriguing thing there called, uh, and I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, Iwitot. Iwitot. Yes, that's Iwitot. So Iwitot is, I wish I'd thought of that, which is Sophie's flagship um, event. Uh, obviously, up until this year, they were live events. I think the first one took place in 2012. And the idea is that you get together a group of fundraisers, um, preferably young fundraisers, but we've also had some very experienced old heads speaking at these events. And they're each given seven minutes to celebrate a fundraising idea that they wish they'd thought of. So it can't, the main caveat is it can't be one of their own because otherwise it doesn't make sense really grammatically. Um, and so we have been running that since 2012. Um, we've done them um, mostly in London, but we've also had some in Toronto, um, Baltimore. Um, there are iterations that have gone on with our blessing in France and Australia and elsewhere. But the core is that it's, it's, it's not a long it's not a place where someone talks for an hour and a half 
about their own um, credentials, as wonderful and as lustrous as those may be, um, it is really a place for fundraisers to go, this is something brilliant that was done. And it can, you know, throughout way back in biblical times, all the way up to now, um, this is a great campaign. I wish I'd thought of it. And here's why. And at the end, the audience gets to vote for their favorite campaign. And it's just, it's a more fun way of engaging with fundraising ideas. Um, you know, it lasts an afternoon. And then there's, again, up until this year, um, you know, there's drinks afterwards and people have a chat and you get to learn, I think, a lot about campaigns in a, in a very fun sort of way. So, um, so yeah, and then obviously this year things changed and we decided to go virtual. So we hosted the first ever virtual Iwitot back in April. And it was a remarkable success because whilst on the one hand, obviously the lack of an audience was, and I, I say this as I was host or co-host, right. I should say, definitely co-host. I was definitely, you know, my, the wonderful co-host, Camille St. Omer Donaldson from Charity So White. She was my co-host, but she was the star, obviously. And um, so we sort of did that together and we had 17 speakers who pre-recorded their, their, their presentations. And so we introduced those and then we interviewed them afterwards. And so on the one hand, whilst it's, you know, you'd, you'd rather be in the same room and, and have an audience, which is a bit more interactive and you can get a laugh at the jokes and so on and so forth. The big advantage it had is that we could open it up to far more people because essentially there's no limited capacity so we ended up with 700 odd people tuning in from all around the world so we had people from israel new zealand america just uh, italy tuning in to 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 listen to to all these different ideas and so that was really really nice and also it was interesting to see how because of the pandemic a couple of the speakers kind of responded to that with campaigns that felt relevant in this um in this day in this day and age and the best a good thing about Iwitot, for every Iwitot, is that um, the videos and the individual presentations then go up on Sophie as uh, case studies. So, um, so those are currently being rolled out. So we've now put up, I think, four of the of the of, of this year's presentations. So there's it, it means that they they're not lost to the event. They are recorded and then they they're there for everyone else to enjoy. Uh, those who missed it and those who just want to go and see the, their favourite presentations uh, another time around. Here we talk sounds fantastic. And, and Joe, you've been part of this now for a few years, since about uh, around about 2012, is that right? I joined Sophie in 2016. Well, in that time, you must have seen a, an awful lot of campaigns. What was your favourite Iwi Tot? This one was an interesting one for me because it was the first time I was actually hosting. I'd done a couple of bits and pieces at um, Iwi Tot at the Institute of Fundraising Conference. So that would have been last year. And I also went to the um, International Fundraising Convention in, in the Netherlands last year. Um, but I was just opening up. Um, but this was my only, my first time actually hosting. And, um, you know, it lasted a good five hours, which was quite interesting. But, and, and we had some really, really good campaigns and we a very, very um, worthy winner in a young fundraiser called Megan Townsend. Um, and her presentation is up on Sophie. Um, and really just very worthy winner for a, a wonderful campaign, the Choose Love 
campaign uh, for help for help refugees. But I would say probably my favourite one was last year's one because Camille, who who I mentioned earlier and who co-hosted this year's Iwitot, she won twenty nineteen with uh, a, just a brilliant campaign uh, called Bloody Good Period, which was all about addressing period poverty. And and it was incredibly funny. She was just a star speaker and the work she's gone on to do since, both for the British Red Cross and for Charity So White, is just uh, proves that she was a star. So I think that was probably my favourite iteration. Obviously, it was nice to go to the Netherlands for the uh, IFC one, but I think London 2019 was a good one. But now we're having to change how Iwitot works. So we've got a few more lined up, um, which are going to be virtual events uh, that we're working on at the moment. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can still keep them vibrant and interesting and exciting, um, even without an audience. There must have been a real challenge for you and your team um, organising uh, something on, online for the first time. How, how did you find it, during, especially during COVID? Was there a... Uh, some real kind of steep learning curves. How did it go? Definitely for us, yes. I mean, luckily, we were teamed up with Fundraising Everywhere, who are a wonderful organisation and fantastic people, and they did all the technical side. So we didn't really have to worry about that. So they organised the platform, which could take so many people. They helped source the speakers. In fact, they did most of the legwork on that. Um, Nick, a shout out to Nikki Bell, actually, who of Fundraising Everywhere, because she did an amazing job. And then she got them to submit their videos. She lined them up, you know, or she had, basically she organized everything along with her colleague, Simon. So we were very fortunate in that respect and we're still working with them now. So I, I, I have for something like this. And I know that obviously a lot of charities and fundraising organizations are thinking of how they're going to do their annual conferences and so on and so forth. If you have the right partners particularly on the technical side because I'm not technical at all and I, would, I don't think my colleague Joanna would mind me saying she isn't either so to have those uh, fundraising everywhere help us out was just just fantastic it was really really helpful Joe, you've been at the forefront of uh, a lot of these uh, innovative ideas with all your work with Sophie and here we talk um, obviously, a lot of charities are struggling right now um, in this the COVID world that we live in. Um, do you have any advice, any knowledge that you think that would benefit them right now? Any ideas around things they could do, proactive things they could do to support their charities? You know, no pressure. Just a small question there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the first the first answer is uh, go on, Sophie. This current crisis has really has really thrown things into a little bit of um, confusion, I would say. Um, and it was because of that, we sat down um, when the, lock, the UK lockdown started and just thought, yeah, we'd seen what the um, expected impacts on charities were going to be. And we thought, well, so Sophie should be a place where people who work in charities can come and get an, and, and find perhaps solutions and find uh, like-minded people to talk to or to to learn from and so we started up a series called fundraising in a time of crisis and the response has been fantastic so what it includes it includes research from different organizations that are looking at the impact of a coronavirus on how people are planning to give and the results are surprising again it's on sophie and it's worth checking out because some of it's a bit worrying some of it's quite 
um, heartening. So that's been quite interesting. So there's the research there. Then it's just been individual case studies of how charities have responded to the coronavirus. A big question, of course, on a lot of charities' minds has been, should we carry on campaigning? Should we be asking for money, given that people are on furlough or have lost their jobs? How do we balance that up? And then we've looked at responses from around the world. We've had voices from Italy, from Canada, and elsewhere, on how they've been looking at how to respond. We've taken inspiration from ordinary people. So, the, you know, the wonderful scenes of Italian people singing to each other from their balconies. We look, thought, well, surely fundraising could do the same. Fundraisers could do the fundraising equivalent. And one of the things that I saw in, in particular in terms of this crisis is a conclusion that kept coming back was be bold. So we've heard a lot from charities saying we weren't sure whether we should do a, cam uh, do a campaign and then decided to do so. And the results have been phenomenal. And so, yeah, being bold, being brave certainly seems to have paid dividends. And, uh, and also just, it's been great, really inspirational to see how some charities have, have responded. So one of the Iwitot submissions uh, this year, very last minute by Josh, who, who did the presentation, he had planned on something else and then just saw this campaign and thought, right, I'm redoing all of this because it's so topical. It's a small petting zoo slash farm in, um, in California when they realized that they weren't going to be able to get any um, visitors, said, okay, well, I know what we'll do. We'll, um, we'll set up a, 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 partnership, a system with Zoom where you can get a goat from our farm to be on your Zoom call. Nice. And you give a little donation to the farm, and depending on the donation, you get more or less time with the goat on your Zoom call. I don't know how <laughs> different like that. Yeah. goes. Maybe you get a llama or an alpaca. Um, <laughs> And so you see these pictures of, um, of, of Zoom calls. Uh, there's 20 humans. And then just in one corner, there's a little goat just smiling at you. And uh, I thought that was just brilliant. And uh, so stuff like that. I mean, that's a small, very comical little, little campaign that reaped huge dividends, obviously, because it's funny. But, um, but then you had charities that have done huge campaigns that have, that have completely taken them, themselves by, by surprise. Mm. So yeah, that's all grouped on Sophie. You know, there are so many campaigns that I have found amazing and inspirational. And if I were actually a fundraiser myself, I'd be thinking, yes, I'm going to try and emulate that. But I think in particular, what I found inspirational has been the response to the coronavirus pandemic and how different charities have, have just done inc incredible things, taking bold risks and, you know, reaping the results, really. Joe Burnett, thank you for contributing to Charity Chat. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. A big thank you to Joe Burnett for joining us for a fascinating and galvanising conversation about the work of Sophie. It's easy to forget that every challenge that we face, countless others have faced too. And Sophie is a fantastic repository for those looking for inspiration and ideas that could help to make a difference to your charity and your beneficiaries. Joe mentioned a few things that we've covered in previous episodes, including Camille St. Omer Donaldson and the Charity So White campaign, which you can hear all about in episode 80 of the podcast. We hope to hear more from Joe in the future. And if you have any questions about Sophie 
or IWITOT, please do visit the SOFI website for more information. It's well worth a visit. So thank you, dear listener, for getting this far with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode and continue to enjoy the podcast. We'd love to hear either way. It's just left for me to thank our corporate sponsors, our platinum-sponsored charity people, for enabling us to share insights, expertise and best practice across our sector. Giant Squid Audio Lamp for sponsoring our podcast kit, Magda Axmit for our beautiful website, check it out at charitychat.org.uk and of course Forest of Fools, our friends who have been playing throughout the show and are playing us out right now. That's it from me. Keep on doing what you can. Cheerio. Bye-bye.